Welcome to the Wealth and Law Podcast. This is an express episode, and I am Brent Nelson, and as usual, joined by Rachel Sass. Hello, Brent. Hello. Well, I thought we'd uh, we'd get together and talk about what's going on in the world. As of recording, it's June 2nd, 2020. We just had very difficult week last week, I'd say, as a country in the U.S., and we had a very difficult weekend. And this week is kind of played out in similar vein. It's been just really, really heartrending to listen to the story of George Floyd and then to see the protests and see the reactions to the protests. And so I thought we ought to talk about it and we ought to at least share our thoughts, not because we're experts on this, but just because I think people ought to know where we stand on it. Exactly. And I think you know, with the Wealth and Law podcast, we have a platform and anyone who has a platform these days has, in my opinion, an obligation to use that platform for the, the good of humanity. And in times like these where you see these events that just weigh really heavy on your heart, it's our duty to share our opinion and to support what's right in this world. Yeah. And you know, maybe as, as an initial matter, we should just say that our, our hearts and thoughts go out to George Floyd and his family and community and fully recognizing that, unfortunately, his outcome and his experience is not an isolated event. And it's just kind of one of a very, very long chain of historical events. Many of them are recent events that are heard or unheard in broader media. I mean, you know, this is something that happened in Minneapolis and here we're in Tucson, Arizona. Obviously this one got broad coverage, but there's a lot of events like this that happen every day that don't get the same kind of coverage, but they're no less tragic and no less worthy of reflection. Absolutely. And I think that there's a problem in our country and it is racism and that racism does exist in our country still today. And that white privilege does exist in our country. And that is a problem. And we need to address this from all the different areas, from education to learning, to understanding, just to talking and communicating, to change in and, and reform in our justice system and our policies. It's, that's the only way we're going to be able to address this problem and fight it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think by being willing to listen and empathize and just love other people and respect other people and respect their opinions and experiences, I think minds can change. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, racism definitely exists. White privilege definitely exists. It is baked into our system. We, you know, we talk about basically money and legal issues dealing with money on this podcast. And I, I think and hope that we're going to be able to get into some of the ways that that topic relates to exactly what we're talking about now. We mm -hmm. won't get into it today, but the ways that our system is set up to benefit certain groups over others and point out those issues for listeners to understand that they exist. And then the next step is to do something about it. And the interesting thing, I think, not really interesting, somewhat tragic thing, I guess, about racism is that it's not natural. It's completely learned and it's a completely a, a social construct that doesn't just exist on its own in the world. And so it can be unlearned. So to the extent that there, to me, that there is hope that these persistent problems that we're suffering from in the United States 
can be fixed. That's the hope that I have is that it's something that doesn't exist in a natural state. It's learned, it's, uh, it's socially constructed, therefore it can be socially deconstructed and it can be unlearned. And I think it's probably not going to happen overnight and it's going to take a, a person by person effort and that's okay, but we'll get there. And I think as long as people are aware of it and willing to, to fight against it, there's hope that we'll get over this. I agree. And I think it's like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's addressing it in every single area in life. It's talking and listening to members of the black community and sending them our love and support right now. And it's addressing areas of racism that we see in our life, whether it's an inappropriate joke that someone made, it's addressing that and shutting that down. It's standing up for someone, a stranger in say a grocery store, just seeing and really trying to stop it at its core. Those little tiny acts are going to build into this movement that will hopefully give us a place that we all want to live in. Yeah, I agree. And the, the fight for racial and social justice is just correct, mm-hmm. it is morally correct. And it by itself alone is always correct. And it doesn't matter what anybody does or says, because it's a morally correct thing. It will always be morally correct on its own. What we do about it is something else. How people address it is something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm hearing a lot of things about the, the protesting and the looting and supposed bad actors and whether you believe it or not, that has absolutely nothing to do with whether racial justice is, is morally correct mm-hmm. because it is morally correct on its own always. And so it has to be addressed everywhere where it is being infringed upon directly or indirectly, as you're pointing out. And I think people just have to be cognizant of it. There's a little bit of a movement in the U.S. of trying to normalize racist comments and, and things on the, on, in the guise of, well, you know, we're just not PC and, you know, people can say what they want. And look, people can say what they want, but that doesn't mean there isn't a consequence to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And the consequence to what you're saying should be that people are so morally repulsed by even the thought of racism because racial justice is, is morally right, that they're going to react to you. And if we get, I think if we get to that point, we're going to have made a lot of strides. Obviously there's a lot of systemic things that need to happen as well. Mm -hmm. At least as a culture and as a people and as a society, uh, we've got to get to that place where people are, are intolerant of those who would say or do things that cut against racial justice. Absolutely. So this is, um, this is not really a topic where, I or you are experts. There are a lot of really, really smart people out there who are kind of on the forefront in in leading this. And I think it's helpful for anybody who is curious about anything that we're saying or disagrees with anything that we're saying, at least on the basis basic premise of race whether racism exists or white privilege exists or whether race, you know, racial social justice is morally correct. You know, if you disagree with that, um, then I think you should expand your information. And there are plenty of really great people out there in the world that you can follow on social media or otherwise. So just let me just give you a couple. And this is not an exhaustive list, like by any means, but all these people are just absolutely brilliant and very, very good resources. So Aaron Ross Coleman, he's a journalist. If you're 
looking for him on Twitter, it's at ARC writes. Um, just very, very thoughtful, very smart. Uh, there's a professor at Georgetown named Paul Butler at the Georgetown Law Center. He's on Twitter at Law Prof Butler. And we'll put all these in the in the show notes too. He's just absolutely brilliant. Crystal and Feimeister, I'm sorry, Feimster, who's a professor at Yale, absolutely brilliant, great person to follow, really good uh, source of information, and many, many others. And I would just say, like, if you're looking for people who are commenting on these issues and and are smart and thoughtful and have put a lot of time and effort into understanding them, uh, there's also Google and you can find them. You know, we use Google to find recipes to cook our dinner. Like you can definitely use Google to find these, these people and these voices. Absolutely. And there's a lot of ways right now that people can help support the movement and help fight racial inequality. And there's many different funds that people can donate to right now. Again, this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but someone can donate to the official George Floyd Memorial Fund, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. There's the Minnesota Freedom Fund. There's also bail funds um, that have been created throughout the country. So you can help support individuals who were arrested during the protests and help contribute to the bail funds. There's also, of course, just ways you can help support the movement by contacting your political leaders and letting them know how you feel. That's, of course, just voicing your opinion is the biggest way to help just support uh, the Black community in this endeavor. Yeah, and following their lead. Exactly. I think that goes along with just we need to listen and empathize and understand and then follow their lead uh, because they, they know. I mean, certainly in my case, I'm just a white guy, and so... I can empathize with what's happening, but I can't personally understand Mm -hmm. the experiences. And so the people who actually have the experience and have that wisdom are the ones that we need to follow. That's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to find those really smart, brave, courageous leaders, figure out what it is that they're saying that needs to be done. And then I'm going to do that Mm because, you know, they're the ones that understand how to fix this because they know the problem personally. Exactly. We need to amplify their voices. Right. So we're hopeful that we'll be able to do that um, with the podcast and not necessarily just with this episode, but kind of on an on ongoing basis that we'll be able to bring in smart people from those communities to talk on the podcast to help us understand um, how these issues kind of connect with the topics that we're covering on the podcast. So it'd be a little bit different than some of the stuff that we've done. You know, we've done a lot of real kind of technical nerdy tax stuff and which is totally fine. It's cool. You can, you can be into that and also be into understanding how our system is supporting white privilege or supporting racial injustice and understanding what would need to change to, to set that right. So I think we can do both things at the same time and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, let's hope that we have better days ahead of us and that we can uh, keep up the fortitude to just keep plugging away at this until it's totally suffocated and gone. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, Rachel. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Brent.